0: Guys, I hate change. (laughs) I do. I just hate it. I I walk through my garage and see moving boxes, and just seeing the boxes frustrates me. It's change. I I do. My mom taught me not to say hate. There was nicer ways to say things, but but the truth is there is no nicer way to say how I feel about change. I hate it. It makes me frustrated. It puts me in a bad mood. It makes me mad because change alters my rhythm. It alters my routine. And as much as I don't want to admit it, I am a creature of rhythm and routine. I I like things the way they always have been, and I am comfortable with that. And change makes me uncomfortable. Change means that those things that I like, I've grown attached to, or not even attached to, things that I have grown accustomed to, are altered. And I hate it. <laughs> I just do. I, there's just no other way to say it. In fact, the truth is, I, I'm not sure if I hate change more or I hate the fact that I have to admit that I hate change. Because I really have worked hard throughout my life to be flexible, to be open to change. I pride myself in being the kind of person that likes new experiences and trying new and different things. and And admitting that I hate change means that To be that person requires effort and work on my part. But here's the truth, honest truth, (laughs) I hate change. And today we're gonna talk about change. I'm Lee Towns and this is 724 Life and I'm glad you have joined us for another episode here and I hope that today you discover new ways to follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day, passionately in every area of your life. (music) Welcome to the 724 Life Podcast. I'm Lee Towns, the founder and pastor of 724 Life. At 724 Life, we are committed to helping you passionately follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day in every area of your life. Please be sure that you are fully connected with us by following and liking our Facebook and Instagram accounts at 724 Life Ministry. Also, subscribe and like our YouTube channel at 724 life or you can follow me on vimeo at Lee towns and of course subscribe to and like this podcast on these podcasts we'll be sharing teaching and conversations about how you can experience and follow jesus in every area of your life seven days a week 24 hours a day so let's get started today thanks for joining us So, change. Now, here's the truth. My admission that began this video of hating change, well, you know, it makes me just a part of the human race because most of us don't like to change. I was thinking about change and how much I hate changing, and I was thinking about my toothpaste. It seems to me like the people at the packaging plant for the toothpaste container, that they like to change that, like, weekly. (laughs) It seems like every time I'm going to buy a new container of toothpaste, that... I can't find it because they've changed it. So I don't see it on the shelf. What I mean, I don't mean it's not there. What I mean is that I walk by it. I don't notice it. I don't, I can't identify it. It's not familiar to me because they've changed it. Now, I don't know what is wrong with the toothpaste container and the packaging that came on it. I mean, it works. Just leave it alone. Do you ever find yourself saying that about maybe not toothpaste, but different things in your life? I've, I've noticed that I am a curse to television shows. If I like a television show and I set it up to record the series on my DVR and I fit it into my viewing routine, inevitably, the next season is going to be canceled. I mean, seriously, nothing stays the same, does it? And change, it just frustrates me. And change is hard for me to get my head around and get comfortable with. I don't like it. But the fact is that most of us don't like it. In fact, I would argue that all of us are change-resistant. Some of us are more vocal about our resistance to change, but all of us fundamentally are change-resistant. We want to be a body at rest. And the first law of motion that Isaac Newton taught us was this, that a body at rest will remain at rest until a force is exerted on it, forcing a change in its condition. Or as somebody else said... Some people change when they see the light and other people change when they feel the heat. So here's the point that as a a human being, as people, we have this, this tendency to remain at rest, to remain the same, to not change until either our desire for something good, seeing the light, or our uncomfortable sense of pain or discomfort, whatever it is, forces us to change. And those external forces of desire, want, whatever you want to call that, and that force of pain and discomfort, when they get strong enough, it forces change in us and it reshapes us. As I think about that, even though I know that I am change resistant and you are change resistant and we don't like change, I also know this, that we are in probably the most change-centric time period in history the change around us is it's just volatile it feels like a tornado doesn't it i find myself often saying i'm just exhausted i don't think i can learn something new i don't think i can let go of something that i'm accustomed to anymore i'm just exhausted by the constant rate of change and yet it gets faster it gets deeper it gets more more um, broadly spread out in my life there's more and more and deeper and deeper And more profound change in my life every day, and and it's not slowing down. And I'm sure you feel the same way. And so what it does is that creates in me kind of a resistance to change. But here's where the tension lies. It's not so much in the change, but it's in the conflict between I don't want to change and yet I do want to change. This conflict that says, I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. I want to, I want to be uh, different. I want to be a better person, a better version of Lee than I have been. I want to grow. And so there's this tension that I want to change, but yet at the same time I don't want to change. Well, we've been in a series called Different And we've talked about the fact that we all want to be a better version of ourselves. And today I want to talk about how we can become a better version of ourselves. And we want to talk specifically about how we can change. Because the reality is change is all around us. It is occurring and it's going to occur. And we have a choice about what kind of change we're going to experience. We have a choice to experience the change that happens just by being here. Or choosing change and having that change that only God can do occur in us. You see, we are passionate about helping everyday people be transformed into passionate followers of Jesus Christ. The kinds of people who follow Jesus in every area of their life, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. But did you notice a word we use there? That we want to help people transform. That word transform is a kind of change. It's a different kind of change, and today that's what I want to talk about. That transformation is this different kind of change that occurs in anyone who chooses to be a follower of Jesus. Transformation is a different kind of change that occurs in any one of us who choose to passionately follow Jesus. And I want to look at the book of Romans, just two verses in the book of Romans. The last video, we looked at some other verses in the book of Romans, and so you may remember from that conversation that... Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote the book of Romans with the prompting of the Holy Spirit telling him what to write. In this book, he's trying to help his friends in Rome understand what it means to follow Jesus. And typical Paul writing, he, in the first part, is very theological, and in the second part, he's very practical, and he's getting to the practical part now. And he writes two little verses that really kind of outline the pattern of change that God wants us to experience as we follow him. Let me read those verses to you and then explain what I mean. It's in Romans chapter 12, if you happen to have your Bible there. I'd love for you to follow along, but I'm going to put it on the screen as well, and you can look it up later. It says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and a holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable, This is truly the way to worship him. Don't let the behavior and customs of this world, or don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. There are two words that show up in the original language there for change. And, and and I want to talk about that, but let me start with this. There is a presupposition underneath these sentences, and it's this that you're going to change. Change is inevitable. We're, we're created to change. It's built into us. It's baked into the DNA of who we are. It's how we operate. We are we are designed to change. Think of it like this: when when you were born. You aren't the same today as you were when you were born. I was looking through some pictures not too long ago uh, of several years ago, <laughs> and I'm here to tell you, Lee several years ago is different than Lee today. Uh, there's more of me, <laughs> and, and in some places, there's less. <laughs> and there, there, I, I realize I've got hair, but, uh, but there, you know what I'm talking about. The, we're, we change, don't we? I mean, it's, it's the law of our physical world that, that growth occurs. And we know growth is a good thing, right? I mean, we, we look at our physical being and go, it's good for us to grow. It's good for us to get taller and grow muscle. And, and in the mental world, it's good for us to learn and, and grow in our understanding of the world around us. And it's the same way in our spiritual world. It's good for us to grow and develop in the in our spiritual understanding and our spiritual pursuits way back in the creation process there's this word that shows up in the story of God creating us that often gets overlooked you know we hear the story that God spoke and different things came into being and God gave direction to how certain things were going to operate like he separated the light from the dark and he separated the waters from the land, and so he kind of gave parameters. But here's, here's this little verse. It's, it's a very simple little word, but it shows up. It says this in Genesis 2. It says, And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow. See that word? That the design for us and for this universe is that we grow, and growth is change. It's just inevitable. If we're going to grow, we're going to change. And and it applies to us not just physically, but spiritually, as I said. In another little letter that Paul wrote in in Corinthians chapter uh, three of the second letter he wrote to the Corinthians, he, he wrote this, he said, so all of us who have had the veil removed, we can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And listen to this, and the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed or transformed into his glorious image. see, change is inevitable. It demonstrates that we are healthy and we're doing as we were designed. So that pull to, to be a better version of ourself, that's in our nature. It's written into the DNA of who we are. We want to be a better version. We want to grow. But there is this resistance, this, this pull back that says, I don't want to go through the work of change. There's two kinds of change that happen, and I want to just outline them, and you can see them in these verses. So, so in the original language, this second verse, it says, don't copy the translation I used there. The word that's there is conform. Don't conform. So that kind of change, conformity, is change that is outward force pressed on the entity, pressed on us, that reshapes us. So what Paul's writing here is, look, Don't let your circumstances, don't let your environment, don't let the customs and traditions of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable be the way that you are shaped. Don't let that be the the thing that that shapes you. Don't let that be the shape that you become. Because here's the interesting thing. In In the kind of change that is conformity, when you are pressed from the outside in, what happens is you take on the shape of whatever is out there. You take on the shape of the culture. You take on the shape of the the norm, the environment that you're in, whatever's putting force on you, right? And so it's less of you and more of them, right? It's less of you and more of it, whatever it is. It's less of you, though. You see that? You're You're being pressed and shaped into the image of something else that is not you. Here's the other word. It says, so don't be conformed. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But instead, let God transform you. That word comes from the word metamorphosis. The met- Metamorphosis, we know that, right? The caterpillar, that's how we think of metamorphosis, gets in his cocoon and becomes a butterfly, right? But the idea of metamorphosis or transformation is that the change occurs inside you and pushes out. That, that you become what's in you. So here, think of it like this. When you conform, you become what's around you, but when you transform, you become what's inside you. You become a better version of you. Transformation is the only way you can become a better version of you. If you choose change or allow change to happen by conformity, you become a different version of you and you become a version of whatever it is that's bringing force to bear on you. But if you choose transformation, you choose God's way of change, then you become that better version of you. That's, that's what Paul's saying is, look, here's this inevitable reality that you are going to change. And you can choose to change by being pressed into something else, or you can choose to change by being transformed into a better version of you. So how does that happen? He says it here. It's, it's not quite as clear as transform and conform, but, but it's, it's here. So let me, let me show you four things you need to do in order to experience transformation. Number one, you need to, and I'm going to sound like my football coach or your football coach or basketball coach or whatever. I'm going to sound like I'm doing a pregame speech, right? A team speech. So it's like, okay, boys, you can hear it. You're okay, we're about to go out. Or, or ladies, we're about to go out. I, I coached ladies softball and I played men's basketball. And so whatever it is, you know, okay, guys, folks, people, uh, we're, we're getting ready to go out. And here's what I need you to do to win this game. One, you need to get your mind right. That's the first one. You need to get your mind right. So if you want to boil this down to a word, you need to change what you believe, or you need, to, you need to get your belief right. If I could do it like this, if I could draw it so you, in the center of the target of you, in that circle right there, you got to get your, your mind right. You got to believe. And you have a choice about that, right? You, you choose what you are going to affirm and believe and what's going to become the core value that you hold. You said, where is this here? So he starts off, he says, so dear brothers and sisters, some other translations, if you want to hear it kind of an older English translation, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. <laughs> what he's saying there is, look, those of you who have chosen to believe, okay, those of you who've put your confidence, your faith, you've accepted the truth. Jesus, You've accepted the gospel that Jesus, he lived, he died, he rose again on the third day, and he paid the price for your sins. And if you accept him, your sins are forgiven, your future is secure, and his Holy Spirit is placed inside you and is at work transforming you. That belief. And that belief casts a shadow over every part of our life. It casts a shadow over what we say and what we think and what we do. It casts a shadow over where we go and who we go with. And <laughs> it just does. It just, that belief needs to drive how we make decisions. It needs to drive how we interact. It needs to drive how we, how we entertain ourselves. It needs to drive all of the pieces of our life, that belief that Jesus loves us. Jesus is real. and Jesus lives inside us. So get your mind right. And then he says, get your heart right. Look back down. He says, look, I'm going to ask you to do this, worship. You see it? He says, look, I, brothers and sisters, I'm pleading with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. So there's a, there's a return for his love for you, to give yourself to him. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find accessible, acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Worship is getting our affections right. We use this phrase that we want to be passionate followers of Jesus Christ. Passionate followers of Jesus Christ. We choose that word passionate deliberately because we want our love in order. Because we know this, we are shaped by what we love. So get your mind right and get your heart right. So we get our mind right. That's the center of the target. Then we draw the next ring on that target and say we get our love right, get our heart right. The third ring that goes on our little circle of who we are is for us to get our head right. We need to learn. We need to know stuff, right? And, and, and there is both wisdom and knowledge, Right? There's the experiences that we have. Wisdom, I love to talk about this. I was just in a conversation recently with somebody where we were talking about wisdom and this idea that wisdom can't be acquired. It's a gift, right? It's, it, 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 the way wisdom is acquired is over time and experience. That's what wisdom is. Knowledge, yeah, you can work it out and master that. And we need both of those, we need to get our thinking right. We need to get our head right. We need to learn. We need to, we need to know what certain things mean and how certain things work. We need to understand scripture. We need to be students of the Bible because that's how God has communicated his truth to us is through the, through the word of the Bible. But, but we need to also be journeying with people who we learn from that have walked with Jesus longer than we have and can shed insight, wisdom. From this journey, I mean, Paul said that a lot to his friends. He said, "Look, watch me as I follow Jesus," because he had had an encounter with Jesus, and the process had caused him to grow. He had been transformed. He says, "Look at my transformation and 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 learn from that." So, get 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 your head right. And again, let's look back down. He says, "So here's what I want you to do. I want you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, because that's the way to worship Him. But don't copy the." behavior, and the customs of the world. Instead, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, by filling your head with the right things, filling your head with the good things. And then here's the last one, right? Okay, so we've got a circle that says what we believe, get our mind right. Then we've got a circle that says what we love, get our heart right. Then we've got a circle that says what we learn or what we know, get our head right. And then here's the last one, get your body right. Or maybe we could say it like this, get your act together. <laughs> right? I can remember my mom when I needed a little attitude adjustment. You know, She would say, I need you to get your act together. You probably, you probably have people in your life that have said those kinds of things to you. But, but, but here's the deal. It's, it's what you do now. And here's where he says it. He says, look, I'm asking you to give yourself. In other words, he, and he's very specific, give your bodies. In, uh, in other words, act on what you know and what you love and what you believe transformation is it's work that god does inside us and he's forcing us into this better version of who we are but it's also a decision that we make to say okay, I'm going to place my belief here. I'm going to make sure my affection is here. I'm going to make sure that I'm learning what what I know. My knowledge is based here and my wisdom is based here. And I'm going to choose to give myself, to behave in this way. But that choice of behavior, it's the outer ring. It's the physical manifestation of what's going on inside us. That choice of behavior, how we behave, is not hard when we've got the other pieces lined up. See, see, it's not hard to behave appropriately when we believe appropriately, when we love appropriately, and when we know appropriately. So Paul goes, look, here's the deal. This change is going to be a better version of you. It's from the inside out. You're gonna, you're gonna be shaped more like you than ever before. It's gonna be the the, the fulfillment of who you were designed to be. But it's gonna happen when you get your mind right, you get your heart right, you get your head right, and you get your body right. You can change. You can. As much as you resist it, as much as you hate that idea, you can change. You were created for it. It's in your design to be transformed. God created you to become the best version of you possible. God created you to change but you have to choose to not be shaped by the things around you by your circumstances by your pains by your by your tendencies by your by the consumer stuff around you but to not be shaped from the outside you have to choose to say I'm gonna let God shape me and I'm gonna do it like this I'm gonna set my beliefs in the right place I'm gonna get my head a mind right I'm going to get my heart right and make sure that I'm loving the right things. I'm going to get my head right, make sure I'm learning what I need to know, and I'm going to get my body right by choosing to discipline myself to behave appropriately. I'd love to help you as you experience the transformation of God in your life. You can you can shoot me a message, and direct message through our social media outlets on Instagram and on Facebook. You can go to our website, shoot us an email off of the website. Let us journey with you as you experience the kind of change that you were built for, the kind of change that should come easy and naturally because God is at work in you, shaping you into the best version of yourself that you could be. Can we pray before I leave? God, thank you that you understand us and that you work with us to make us better versions of ourselves. So God, may each of us be transformed today. Just more. Make us more like you transform us into more passionate Christ followers, the kinds of people who pursue you in every area of of our life seven days a week, 24 hours a day. In the name of Jesus, I pray these things. Amen. Hey, thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. Be sure to, before you leave, if you're listening on the podcast, be sure that you give us a review and post a comment there. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us today for our 724 Life podcast. We hope that it has been helpful as you endeavor to follow Jesus seven days a week, 24 hours a day in every part of your life. Be sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you can hear future episodes. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 724 Life Ministry and subscribe and like our YouTube channel at 724 Life. I hope you have a great day and we look forward to seeing you next time.